Welcome to the Full Tank with Phil podcast, the first ever podcast about gambling on NASCAR. And this is the 2022 season preview episode. That's right. Did not think that I'd be recording any episodes before the Daytona 500 episode, but we have great reason to do so. I'm very fired up right now about some bets that are now available with certain sports books, some future bets that we're going to get into and talk about what we like to start the season and the off season of NASCAR. We finally have something. So we're going to talk about that in just a bit, but what to expect on this season preview episode. First, we're going to start with some updates with Silly Season. We're going to go through the Cup Series in a quick hitter uh, fashion here, just going down driver by driver any changes that we've seen across the board, we're going to call that out. And then we've got a couple updates for specific drivers uh, may not be in the Cup Series. So we'll talk about some thoughts about what to expect in 2022 for those drivers. Um, so that's, you know, silly season, just kind of setting the table for what to expect this year. And then we are going to dive into some season win total bets. We're going to not call out every single one that the books have on the table for us, but Talk about some specific drivers, some things that I like, things that I don't like, and uh, things to keep our eyes on, and why we love these season win total bets. So we'll talk about that. Then they also have out there head-to-head season win total bets. So we'll call out some of the odds that make sense and uh, things to chew on there. And to round it out with the betting portion of this episode, They also have over-under for team wins, which I find very interesting, almost more interesting than all the others. So we'll talk about that towards the end. And then at the end, um, throw a little podcast news and notes out there for you um, just to kind of round it up and prepare for this long 2022 season. So I'm very excited, happy to be here mid-January. Like I said, didn't think we were going to do it. So uh, we'll start things off with silly season. Because things are starting to wind down now a little bit. If there are some question marks around certain cars at this point, I don't believe that they are big names and most likely not in the Cup Series. I think Xfinity still has some things to kind of shake out. But for the most part, things are starting to solidify in the Cup Series. So what I figured I would do was just go car by car, any changes that are happening in the cup series Um, i'm counting about let's see 16 of them so i'll just go through quick quick uh, rapid fire style here and just call out what those changes are even if there's changes that we've talked about in the past um, we'll, we'll go through the list here so let's start with the one car and it's ross chastain it's a new team taking over the second car for track house He's got a new crew chief for him. It's Phil Surgeon, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. So all new stuff there for Ross Chastain as Trackhouse is expanding. Um, The two car, Austin Sindrick, well-documented, taking over for Brad Keselowski in that car. Um, Sindrick is not somebody that they have odds on for these future bets, but I am going to call some things out for him specifically in a couple of these later portions. Um, Brad Keselowski, speaking of the devil, he will be taking over the six car 
And he's got a new crew chief in Matt McCall. He's also the owner. So that's going to be an interesting situation there. And, you know, we've got Denny Hamlin as an owner in the Cup Series. We saw it with Tony Stewart. So now Brad Keselowski trying his hand at it as well. All new stuff there for Brad and the six car in uh, Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing RFK. Uh, the 10 car, Eric Amaroli, has got a new crew chief in Drew Blickensdorfer, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Um, so. Almirola, the 10 car, we're going to come back to him in a bit here. The 12 car, Ryan Blaney has a new crew chief in Jonathan Hassler. Uh, so just, you know, small change there for Blaney, but Penske uh, changing things up there for that 12 team. The 16 cars, a sorted driver lineup for Colleague Racing. I think a lot of people thought the 16 was going to be their full-time ride, but instead it's going to be a, a group of Daniel Hemrick, Noah Gregson, and A.J. Allmendinger. Now, this is a car that we're going to want to watch for because the races that they choose to run, I, I think the 16 car could still do some damage. We saw A.J. win the race um, at Indy last year. So just because it's an assorted driver's, we have to keep our eye on that as a gambler, try to see where they are um, throughout the season, where, where they are as far as the odds are in various racetracks and who's driving it because they could do some damage. I, I would hope that we're going to get that 16 car in maybe some head to head matchups this season. So, um, that's interesting to me. I'm getting a little long winded here. This is supposed to be rapid fire. The 17 cars, a new crew chief for Chris Busher. And he's going to have a new teammate as well with Brad Keselowski. So I think good things here for Chris Buescher. Scott Graves is his new crew chief, and he won the 2015 Xfinity Championship, teamed up with Graves. So Chris Buescher, definitely keep your eyes on him in the 17 car. The 21 car is Burton. Harrison Burton is going to be a rookie this year driving for the Wood Brothers. We talked all about that when that news came out. But uh, new driver, rookie in the Cup Series. The 23 car, Bubba Wallace, not crazy news here, but his crew chief is now staying. He's official, so he was kind of an interim deal halfway through the year last year, a little more than halfway, and he ended up getting that win with Bubba late in the season. So Booty Barker remains the crew chief on the 23 car. I think that's good stuff for that team. Uh, the 31 car is going to be the full-time ride for Colleague Racing. Justin Haley, we knew that he was going to be the driver tapped to take on that full-time ride for Colleague Racing. He's going to be a rookie, so all new setup there for that 31 team. Um, Todd Gillen in the 38 is replacing Anthony Alfredo for Front Row Motorsports, so that's a, a new driver and a new team set up he was their truck driver for the last few years so he's uh, not totally unfamiliar with front row uh, as you know he was behind the wheel for them in some capacity just in minor series uh, the 42 car this is a big deal to me ty dillon is back in the cup series and petty has richard petty has joined forces with gms racing to combine and have a two-car shop so a second car, it's going to be Ty Dillon driving that 42 car. And, um, yeah, we should see you know some good things out of Ty Dillon on various racetracks like the Super Speedways. 43 car is his teammate, Eric Jones, who you know drove for Petty last year, his first year for that team. He's got a new crew chief, Dave Elens, or Ellens. I don't know how to pronounce some of these guys' names. But uh, he's a two-time Xfinity champion crew chief. I believe that was with Junior Motorsports, if I'm remembering my research correctly, but um, 
that's got to be good stuff for Jones. The fact that he's now part of a, a group with a, a teammate, they can bounce things off of one another. Um, so the 43 car with a new crew chief there. And the final person that we're going to mention here, Kurt Busch, well documented. He's driving the, the second car now for 2311 Racing. So um, Kurt driving the 45 Monster Energy car. So that's the quick rundown of all the changes in the Cup Series that are, um, you know, documented and and official. Um, there are a couple bullet points, though, that we want to call out here before we move on to some of the season bets. Eric Amarola retiring. This came out last week and was completely news to me. Now, um, in retrospect, you know, I, I listened to our guy, RJ Starcevic. Uh He was on the podcast this past year, uh, the 2021 season. He's the guy who is behind the NASCAR Report Instagram account. He does the Drivers Meeting podcast with Tommy Joe Martins. And uh, he is, if you love the Silly Season Breakdown stuff, he does it much more in-depth than what I just did and, and so knowledgeable, especially about the Xfinity series. Um, and looking back at it, he actually made mention to Almirola, you know, potentially retiring in a, in a comment. It was kind of a below-the-radar comment that he made on a off-season podcast, so I didn't think twice about it. And now it's coming out that this is his last year full-time for Stuart Haas. That just totally shocks me. I don't feel like he is... At the point where, you know, he's going to be done. Uh, but some of these guys, you know, Carl Edwards, Greg Biffle, um, they they kind of cut it maybe a little early. He says that he wants to spend more time with his family, which, you know, it's tough to kind of argue. Um, but it just feels like he's got more left in the tank. So I'm shocked by that. What this does is opens up the door for Ryan Priest. So Ryan Priest has signed on with Stuart Haas to be quote, a reserve driver. So we talked about him late last year about he was being the odd man out and losing his ride as that shop went from two cars down to one. But uh, he looks like he lands a, a spot here with Stuart Haas as a reserve driver. So that's if anybody, you know, is out sick or, um, you know, has, has baby duty, their, their wife's giving birth, as we see from time to time, COVID could be a thing. Uh, Ryan Priest is going to be jumping on the spot to take over that ride for that whole team. Makes it look like he's going to be driving the 10 car next year. That's what, it, you know, you would kind of see naturally that happening. So I think Ryan Priest is going to have most the most fun he's ever had in his career because he's already locked into driving in all three series this year. So when you're a reserve driver, you're not really as locked down. And he's got, I think, seven, at least seven rides this year in the truck series, multiple Xfinity rides, excuse me. And then he will be filling in from time to time in the cup series um, and possibly a fifth ride for that team, depending on the racetrack. So Ryan Priest is one to watch for during this season don't let him slip through the radar, especially in the truck series. If he's racing in a truck race, you know, you, you want to keep your eyes on him. So he'll be all over the place in preparation for what looks to be taking over the 10 car next year in 2023. Now, the final piece of news with Silly Season is a lot of guys' favorite driver, Matt DiBenedetto. And we were talking at length with a lot of our guests that were on towards the back half of the season last year, where's Matty D going to land? 
and he is going to be driving in the truck series next year, the 25 car Rackley War Racing. Now, a lot of different opinions about this from the people that I've kind of talked to, friends of mine and, and guys that we've had on the pod, you know, exchanging uh, text messages and Instagram messages and all that. Um, mixed, mixed response, I, I can say, from the, the people that are fans of Matty D. I want to say that I absolutely love this move. Okay. I think that we need to see more of this. I, I wish that Ty Dillon did this last year. Uh, but, you know, Ty obviously is back up in the, the show. So worked out for him. But I was very vocal last year talking about how John Hunter Nemechek, what he did going down there and, you know, after getting his butt kicked in the, the Cup Series and, and lower level equipment, went down to the trucks and just showcased his talent. And you're putting your ego aside to do that. I know that these guys think and, and believe in their heart that they can race in the top level. But as a fan, I think this is fantastic because now anybody that's a fan of Matty D, you know, we can see him now really show his talents. The trucks is th that brand of racing is so eclectic. You've got people who have been in it forever, like Matt Crafton and just Wiley veterans, um, Stuart Friesen, all those guys, Brett Moffitt. We're going to talk about the guys who are, are back, but then you've got youngsters coming up, uh, like 16 year olds and, and 18 year olds and uh, people trying to make it. And so that's why I feel like this is perfect for Matty D because he's, if he really is someone that has the talent that a lot of people hope and, and know that he has, he's going to be able to show it. Rackley War, they just opened up that 25 team last year. It didn't work out for them with Timothy Peters because he, you know, they had a falling out halfway through the year. Then they did get some bigger names to fill in. William Byron filled in a couple times. Josh Berry filled in a, a lot in that car. And, um, you know, they, they ran mid-pack. You know, I think their best finish was 10th last year. But regrouping this year with a full-time driver like Matty D, they're going to be able to, to put up. They're not going to be running mid-pack. Their goals to start the year are going to be to win a race. I have to believe that. So that's going to be fun to bet on this year. And, you know, who are they going to have him? Who's Vegas? I'm so anxious to see who they have him matched up against in the head-to-heads because that's going to be a, a quick um, – temperature check to see what Vegas thinks of him in this ride. So I'm very excited because the truck series, you know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I kind of skip over Xfinity and go right to trucks. It's stacked next year. Grant Infinger's back. Brett Moffitt's back. You got Christian Eckes, John Hunter Nemechek, the defending champion, Ben Rose, Matt Crafton, who we mentioned, Zane Smith, Haley Deegan trying to, you know, cut her teeth in the, trying to make it up in the uh, in higher levels for her. A lot of fans for her. Carson Hosever was fantastic last year as a youngster. I mean, there's just so many people in that series to be excited about. So adding Matty D to that is just going to be great. We mentioned Ryan Priest being in the mix as well. So many good races upcoming, you got to think. So really hoping that we see Matty D in victory lane, and I'm hoping that when that happens, we're all over it as gamblers. So if you're a fan of Matty D and you're disappointed that he's not in the Cup Series, 
hold your head high because A, it gives you something to do earlier in the week. Friday night lights, baby, that's the best. Crack a beer and watch Matty D do good work. Um, but B, you want to see drivers be successful. And, you know, maybe it's not working out in the Cup Series. Okay, great. Go down and make it happen in the lower series. That's, you know, truly how I feel. Um, I, I was a longtime Casey Kane fan. Now, he obviously retired for, like, health reasons towards the end. But, you know, once he went to the 95 and then it was looking like he was out there, I was actually holding out hope that he would do this, drop down to the trucks, because he's had success down there as well. Obviously, he's got his own thing going on with the sprint cars and that operation. But I digress. I love this move for any driver that was running in mid to low level equipment in the cup series and wants to, you know, really regroup in their career and make a run because they, they could run for a championship. Really. We'll see early on in the season, how he handles it. So that's the silly season rundown. We did the quick hitters for the cup series, and then some thoughts on uh, a couple other guys, but all in all, I think we're stacking up for a great season in multiple series this year. All right. All right. All right. So now let's talk about why we're here. Why are we doing this episode? Why am I fired up enough mid-January to fire up the old microphone and get going? Well, it's because we have future bets, season-long bets now available for NASCAR. And this is just such a beautiful sight. Music to my ears uh, hearing this. I'm so excited about it because if you listen to this podcast at all, one of the things that I'm you know, usually talking about in the Phil's Fired Up section is how to make gambling on NASCAR better. And to be honest, the, the thought here, it's kind of like a little brother complex for NASCAR gamblers because we just want the same type of respect from the sports books that the other sports get, you know. But you have to understand that, you know, it's not football. It's not as popular. It's not baseball, basketball, hockey. Those sports are, they've, they've got a huge head start. They are going to have different types of bets, a lot more types of bets available. I get that. But what I've been preaching for a really long time is there are low-hanging fruit available for different types of bets in NASCAR that the sports books just aren't taking advantage of. And season future bets were one of them. And they did, I believe, have this available last year, but it was a very short time period that was available. So we'll talk about that in a second. But when I see something to the positive in NASCAR gambling, I got to call it out. And, you know, my hat is off right now. Where I'm seeing this is DraftKings and any other sports books that share that API. Uh, I'm not seeing it yet in FanDuel, not seeing yet in Barstool. Um, or Fox bet, which is surprising because Fox is going to carry NASCAR for the first half of the year. So right now it's just available on DraftKings and, and any similar API uh, sports books. So congrats to, to DraftKings because they're doing the right thing here. We've got season win totals for multiple drivers, and we've got the head-to-head matchups and team matchups over-unders. So I absolutely love this. Um and you got to take advantage of it. Now, as far as the timeline is concerned, you don't want to wait too long. If you're going to listen to this episode and then kind of formulate your own opinions and, and your own bets, you're going to go into the kitchen and cook something up. You're going to want to place your bet relatively soon just to cover your ass a little bit because 
I know for a fact that once the 500 happens, these bets will disappear. That's just natural. Um, any sport would have that situation. But I'm a little skeptical that February 6th is going to be when they disappear because that's when the clash happens. So, um, you know, no guarantee there. But if you're someone who really wants to get in on these season-long bets, I would, just to be safe, get it in before the clash on February 6th. That's just, you know, my thought there. But in any case... Um, Super happy that they're they're putting this out there. It really shows that maybe things are starting to change for the better. NASCAR, we get more options um, on the the sports books and becoming more and more like these other sports. The stick and ball sports um, can only mean you know better things for the future. So very happy overall. So let's talk about season win totals over unders they've set lines for various drivers i'm not going to call out every single driver that they have but i'm going to talk about a lot of them um and the other word of the wise here is that if you're going to place a season win total bet go all in okay i had a very very successful college football season with uh season win totals and what i can tell you is if you only place a small bet on these it's going to not really feel like it's paying off when it actually does hit because all season you keep checking it and you're like, wow, you know, am I on track for this? Am I on track for that? And then when it finally does come to fruition, if you're only making like 20 bucks or something, that doesn't really feel like you, you've earned it. So um, my suggestion to you, if you're kind of newer to this type of bet, put a lot of money on it if you believe it. And hopefully um, give you some information here to kind of, Either ride with me on certain things because I am going to call out specific bets that I like and I am placing a significant chunk of change on. Um, or you can kind of formulate your own opinion and let me know what you're rolling with and maybe I'll ride with you. Uh, so let's start with over under 0.5. So this means that they are calling out four drivers to just win a race. They've set odds on this and it's kind of all over the board here. So the first two drivers are kind of similar. Over under 0.5 wins for the season, Christopher Bell, minus 140, okay, for the over. Now it's plus 110 to be under. Um, another driver, similar odds here is Kurt Busch. He's minus 160. So, and the under for him is, is plus 130. So what Vegas is trying to tell us is that they think these guys are both going to win a race this year, but they're not going to win more than one. Uh, because, you know, if they really thought that they had a chance of winning more than one, then the odds would be 1.5. But they don't want to take that risk. So I am kind of staying away. Kurt, I don't want to mess with. Because Kurt has won at least one race since 2013. I think he's done one race for the last five years and then has, you know, not uh, had zero wins since 2013. So Kurt minus 160, unless you're putting up like a thousand bucks, I don't think that that's going to be worth it. If you're kind of a, a normal, small to medium range better, uh, you know, throwing up a hundred bucks to make 40, I believe. I don't think that that's worth it because I do believe that Kurt Busch is going to get a win for that 23-11-45 car, and uh, the value is just not there for me. Christopher Bell's a little bit different. I'm not convinced. So I guess before we move forward with any of these other bets, a lot of this stuff is just 
picking who you believe in this year. Okay. And that is a big thing. You got to think about, okay, who's going to do the breakout. I think Christopher Bell could be that guy, but I'm not convinced. So these younger guys that we're going to talk about, that's the question you got to ask yourself. Is this year the year they break out? Then you got to think of guys who are going to bounce back. Then guys who are going to sustain the level of hot streaks that they've been on the last couple of years. We're going to talk about all these guys, but that's the question you got to ask yourself going into these. I, this is not like a typical episode of Full Tank with Phil where I've got a lot of stats because, you know, first of all, We've got this brand new car coming out, so it's not really, uh, this is like a full reset. It's kind of tough to refer to even last year um, uh, about, you know, what these guys are going to do. It's really more about how you feel about specific drivers. So those two, I do think that they're going to win races. It's, to me, though, it's not worth placing the bet on them. The other two drivers, one is Bubba Wallace, okay? He has the best odds in this whole slate for win totals uh, to win a race this year. He's plus 360. So Vegas is saying that he is not going to win a race this year. And this has me torn because I love those odds plus 340 or excuse me, plus 360 um, as the gambler, because you could throw you know a little bit smaller amount of money on it than you would some of these other guys. And if he hits, that's a, a great payday. Uh, but I think with some common sense, you could try to talk yourself out of that one because you really, out of 36 races, you're really only looking at four races where Bubba naturally has a shot, and it's the super speedway races. Um, so, in that case, right, if you're going to spend $100 on this bet, each one of those super speedway races, he's going to be plus 2,500 and, and probably longer. So it might behoove you just to spend 25 bucks a piece on those races and get a better payout. Uh, but the reason you take this bet is you see maybe Bubba's career starts to get even better and he does start showing up at some of the non-super speedway racetracks. If you're a Bubba fan, this is a great bet. Uh, to me, this is a lean only because if Bubba wins, you know, obviously NASCAR makes a big deal about it. And uh, I want to be part of that celebration. So I'll, I'm potentially just throwing a, a small amount on on this one. I do not think that it's going to happen, but uh, it's more of like just a, I don't want to miss out on the fun. I got some FOMO on this one. Now, the last guy for over under 0.5 is someone that I'm definitely betting on. And it's Tyler Reddick minus 120 over 0.5. The under is minus 110. So this is very even as far as these odds go. Uh, you don't really see anything close to that. So Tyler Reddick is someone that I think is due to have a big season. And big season would be one, two, three wins. You know, even one win I think would be a big season for Tyler Reddick because then he's in the playoffs. This is someone, when we talk about this new car, you hear the commentators talk about how it's supposed to even the playing field. And I think where most people's minds go when they hear that is, oh, okay, like some of these backmarker guys, you know, they're going to be more in the hunt. And maybe that is true, but I don't believe that to be true uh, for the most part. You're not going to see all of a sudden the Rick Ware cars contending for, for top tens week in and week out or even, you know, top fives. That's not what that car is going to do. But... Someone like this 
in a mid-tier race shop, in a mid-tier vehicle, will reap the benefits of this, evening the playing field. And Tyler Reddick is someone that I believe has all the talent in the world. Now, I don't know what his contract is like, but I'm pretty sure that he is potentially a free agent next season. And so you combine all this stuff, right? The new car, the fact that he's young, he's, he's foaming at the mouth to try to break out, and he's kind of you know, competing for a, a new contract that may be a bigger team. All of those things mean that I'm taking the minus 120 over 0.5. I think Tyler Reddick gets a win this year. That's my thought. Um, I just think he's got what it takes, and I think this new car is going to help um, RCR more than it helps some of these other teams because it's going to give them that little push that they need. So that's my absolute must take in the uh, group of drivers that are plus, excuse me, over under 0.5. Just need one win this year. So lock me in for Tyler Reddick for sure. Okay. Some bigger name guys. Kyle Larson, over under 6.5. That is a large number. So they're saying that, you know, if you want to bet on Larson for the over, he's going to win seven races. Now, the thing for me on this one, we talked about how you just need more of a a gut feeling about drivers uh, for these types of bets. And the thing with me and Kyle Larson is this driver, this human being has just been on top of the racing world for more than just the 2021 season. Like his dirt season uh, before that was absolutely insane. Has he come down off of this hot streak? I don't want to bet against him because when you got somebody who's just riding this high, why would you? Seven wins out of 36 races, that's a lot. He had 10 last year. So he could you know, miss out on a, a couple. And if you think of last year, he lost a few races towards the end. Atlanta comes to mind off the bat. The dirt race, you know, he got hung up on something. He, he easily could have had 13 wins last year. So 6.5 over is minus 110. I would say that Kyle Larson will go over 6.5 just because I don't want to bet against him. I want to think that he's still going to remain on fire next year. He proved that he is just as much a road course master as Chase Elliott. So, you know, it, it you throw all those road courses in there, Larson really gets it done on any type of racetrack. There's not a track out there, a track configuration out there that Larson would be afraid of. So 6.5, it's a huge number, huge, but I like it. Uh, I would lean over 6.5 on that one. Now, I mentioned his teammate, Chase Elliott. 3.5 is his number. And I, you know, I'm not a, a Chase Elliott hater. I'm actually a fan of Chase Elliott. Um but I think I would take the under 3.5. Three wins for Chase would be a great season. The fact of the matter is he's only had one season where he had over 3.5 wins, and it was his championship year in 2020. But you think back to that, he had – so if you if you had that bet going, right, 3.5 over, 
going into Martinsville, you are not looking too good. And he wins the last two races to hit that bet. He ends up with five that season. So um, I, you know, looking at his career, three wins is good. It's like I said a second ago with Larson, the road course thing, you know, we'll talk about him week in and week out during this podcast. I will be taking him uh, in most road courses, but he's not the only guy anymore. You know what I mean? So I, I would lean the under here for Chase Elliott. Uh, I just think that, you know, especially with the new car, he's got his championship. I'm not saying that that makes him complacent or anything because, you know, once you win one, you want to win a second one. But uh, I think under is the play here for Elliott. The next guy that I'm going to talk about, you know, I'm talking about a couple leans here. I'm, I'm going heavy on Tyler Reddick, leaning under with Elliott. I'm liking the over 6.5 for Larson. This next one is an absolute lock for me, Kyle Busch. I think Kyle Busch, as many people out there hate him, uh, I'm not someone that particularly likes Kyle Busch, but over 2.5 is the play. He's minus 130 for that number. Um, I don't think that's too expensive. I would be throwing a lot of money on it, so I would uh, make out in the long run here with this season bet. I believe that Kyle Busch is due for a major bounce back year. The last two years, okay? So he needs three wins this season to hit this bet for you. Uh, the last two seasons combined, he had three wins. So I understand why people would be, you know, kind of, uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. But let me try to you know, talk you into this here. Before that, he had five straight years of over 2.5 wins. So he definitely has the ability to do it. Then we've got qualifying back. And he was the biggest hater of the non-qualifying races in 2020 and 2021. And it clearly showed. Like Kyle Busch's race on Sundays would start with him just trying to figure things out with his crew chief. Like the first half of the race, stage one and about halfway through stage two, he was really just trying to get the car under control. He's so temperamental that it, it's a pain in the ass if you're the crew chief. So um, having practice and qualifying back is going to impact this driver more than any other driver in the field, with the exception of maybe some of the, the younger rookies from last year and, and this year. Kyle Busch is going to have a bounce back year. I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, and then if you look into even deeper, personal life, personal issues, him and his wife were battling infertility issues uh, for a long time. And it was very public and documented and definitely draining on them as, as human beings. Um, that came to an end. They are pregnant with another child. So that's another reason, another feather in the cap there for Kyle to go out and just have one hell of a year. So Kyle Busch, I know a lot of people hate him, but I'm taking the over 2.5 at minus 130. Lock me in definitely for that one. Now, next guy that I'll call out here is Brad Kozlowski. 1.5 is the over under here and the under is favored. This is one that I really can't put my finger on because driving for a new car, that six team was useless the last two years. Um, and I, I guess Brad 
had some distractions making this deal, putting this deal in place last season, because Brad definitely did not light the world on fire, but he did make it into the round of eight. So that just shows you the the level of skill. 1.5 wins to me for Brad Keselowski is nothing. And so, you know, the, the fact that the under is the favorite means that if you're betting over 2.5, excuse me, 1.5, you're getting good value. You're, you're plus 110. So Brad Keselowski over 1.5, to me, like I said, it is nothing. Now, it's the fact that he's switching teams. It's that six car. So that's the thing that's holding me back to say I'm locked in. I do want to bet on Keselowski over 1.5 because I want that decision for him to work out. I, as a NASCAR fan, a guy who just loves this sport this much to want to become an owner, want to make a team into something, um, you cheer for a guy like that. So you throw in the fact that we've got the next-gen car. It's supposed to help, like I said, RCR and Roush Fenway Keselowski racing. Um those are the types of teams that are supposed to benefit from it. So you would think that Brad would be able to, you know, reap the benefits there. So I would take the over here. I'm, I'm talking myself into it. 1.5. I'll take the over at plus 110 for Kozlowski. Um, so another thing to call out here, I want to talk about the Penske crew. First of all, Austin Sindrick's not even on the list. And, you know, you can't even give me over 0.5 like why is he not on that list you know coming off of talking Kozlowski he's taking over the two car I absolutely think Sindrick is going to win a race this year I really do uh and I don't know if he's not on the list because the uh under 0.5 is like so crazy but then you had Bub Wallace on there and his under was minus 500 so you're telling me that Sindrick is is more wild than minus 500 I can't believe that uh but Cindric, I fully believe, is going to win a race. Um, if that bet becomes available, I will be all over it, and I will make everyone aware via Insta stories. But talking about the other Penske guys, um, they are listed, but the fact of the matter is they're just not good enough value for me. So Ryan Blaney over 1.5 is minus 155, as well as Joey Logano. They both had the same exact over-under and the same exact value, minus 155 to go over 1.5. I think both of these guys should have their over-under set to 2.5, and I think both of them could easily hit that. I really like Blaney this year as a driver. Uh, I think he's due for a breakout year. He's like right on the cusp, it feels like, and... You know, with this new car, um, I have to believe, you know, Blaney, Logano, and now Sindrick, things are kind of settled now at Penske. There was all that drama with Kozlowski and, and what's going to happen, and, and Logano and Blaney are kind of sitting there like, oh, boy, what, what's what's going on here? Um, I, I think Blaney's due for a big year. So 1.5 wins for both those guys is chunk change. Uh, I think they're going to hit that easily. So I don't know if I would place it at minus 155. If you got a good bankroll going, then uh, it might be you know, worth your while to do that. But for me, that's a little too expensive. So I uh, just wanted to call out that I think they'll do it, but I don't know if they'll – I don't think I'm going to place that bet just because of the value. It's just not there for me. So 
There are other guys out there that you can throw over-unders on. I didn't call every single one of them out, but we did talk about a lot. Um, to recap, the guys that I really like or the bets that I really like, Redick over 0.5. I like Kyle Busch over 2.5. I like Larson over 6.5. Elliott under 3.5. Keselowski over 1.5. And uh, one guy that I'm not calling out just yet is Kevin Harvick. So there's a teaser here. So keep him in mind for a little bit later in this podcast. So I'll just leave it at that. Buggity, buggity, buggity. Let's go racing, boys. Next up is a future bet that I am very surprised to see available on the sports books, and it's season win totals head-to-head against other drivers. I love this bet. This bet is typically available in baseball. And I always take the Phillies. I'm a Philadelphia Phillies fan, Philadelphia sports fan through and through. But every year, I'm scared of the Phillies over-under. So I take the Phillies head-to-head in wins against whatever team they're matched up against. It did not work out last year, as it happened to be the Red Sox, uh, who you know came like gangbusters last year, surprised everyone. Uh, but in any case, they have this now for NASCAR, which I think is awesome because – you know, we talk about head-to-head matchups in a single race all season. Um, every episode is a new set of head-to-head matchups. Well, now you'll be able to do it for the whole year if you like any of these matchups. Now, once again, I'm not going to be calling out every single matchup, but I will throw out my thoughts on a few of them here. And um, this, again, you want to structure the conversation with who do you like Not as a fan, but who do you think is going to perform well this year and who isn't going to live up to expectations? And I'm kind of picking on Alex Bowman to start because he's going up against Joey Logano and Kevin Harvick in head-to-head matchups here. And he is the underdog in both. Logano and Harvick both going off at minus 125. I feel like... Logano over Bowman to me is a lock. Bo- excuse me. Logano didn't really uh, perform up to his abilities last year, but we talked about Bowman in one of the last episodes last year. I just don't feel like he's there, and I don't know what it is, but I don't think that this next season is going to be his breakout year. Uh, He's just kind of a a driver who's there. And, like, all of a sudden he's a guy, oh, wow, Alex Bowman had a win? Oh, Alex Bowman had another win? Um, So if you figure that Bowman will have two or three wins, right, as the underdog in this matchup, I would think that Logano is going to be getting back to his form and would have more than that. So I'm comfortable taking Logano minus 125. Harvick. We're going to talk about him in a bit. Like I said, a a teaser. When we get to the team section, we're going to talk about Harvick. So I might maybe avoid that one uh, versus Bowman. But Logano versus Bowman, I I definitely feel, is doable, and uh, I will definitely be taking it. So picking on Alex Bowman a little bit. And it would suck to, you know, talk all this shit and then have Bowman uh, go out and dominate this year. But that's the kind of stuff that, as a NASCAR fan, uh, I'd be happy to see. You know, some of these younger guys stepping up. Uh, I don't know how much longer we can call Alex Bowman a, a younger guy because we've got so many other new guys coming in. But uh, that's why I'm saying it's 
kind of time for him to step up. I just don't think he's going to do it in that matchup. Now, a very intriguing matchup for head-to-head wins this season. Chase Elliott, minus 120, versus Denny Hamlin, minus 110. Hamlin is the underdog in that matchup. And for the last few years, Hamlin has, you know, gone head-to-head there and and won. Now, Elliott in 2020 had five wins. I don't know off the top of my head how many Hamlin had, but last year it was all Hamlin over Elliott. Um, I I don't know why you would take Elliott in this. I guess because of road courses, Um, but Hamlin as the underdog, the better odds there, minus 110. I would lean Denny Hamlin in that matchup. Not going to go all in, not going to lock it with any uh, certainty there, but just my thoughts on that matchup. First of all, I, I find the odds interesting. It makes you think that Vegas knows something. I th- I would have to imagine that the road courses um, being you know out there, and there's so many of them now, is why he's the, the favorite there. But the thing is, if you get to about, I don't know, April, May, and Elliott still hasn't won a race, that's a problem if you're taking Elliott in this head-to-head matchup because I think Hamlin will have a few by then. So you don't want to get down early uh, in that type of matchup to heavy hitters like that. So I, I would lean Hamlin because of the odds, but uh, you know, once I kind of solidify my thoughts there, I'll, I'll you know put it out there on Instagram or something to lock it in. Now... I talked about picking on Alex Bowman. I'm going to do the same thing with William Byron. Um, Byron, I think, is going to have maybe two wins this year. But he's going up against Kyle Busch. And they're even odds. Minus 115 apiece. I, in, I, I don't know what world William Byron is going to have more wins than Kyle Busch. I, like I said, I fully expect Kyle Busch to be bounced back season championship contender, and I do not think William Byron's going to be a championship contender. And if he is, it's because he's pointing everyone to death like Ryan Newman a few years ago. Um, I don't see William Byron going out and winning seven races or something like that, and I see Kyle Busch winning a bunch. Uh, So absolutely lock me in Kyle Busch in this matchup. Now, I'm scared of picking on William Byron because I do feel like you know, he is more in tune to break out than Alex Bowman. I would actually like to see Bowman versus Byron in a head-to-head series, or excuse me, in a head-to-head season-long matchup, but we don't get that, which is fine. But I'm picking on him again here because he's going up against Ryan Blaney, and Byron is minus 150. Like, what is Vegas seeing in that team right now that is like so glaringly awesome. I don't see it. And if I'm speaking out of turn here, please send me a message and let me know. Like, hey, you're missing this about William Byron. I don't hate him. I think that he's great. But to be minus 150 against Ryan Blaney, Blaney's plus 110. I, I know. I think Blaney could easily win three or four. And I don't see Byron winning more than three. So give me the underdog plus 110. I'm all over that. So Bush and Blaney, both versus Byron head-to-heads, I like either one of those. You know what I mean? I, I 
probably won't bet both of them, but if you you know pick it out of a hat, whatever one comes out of the hat, that's which one I'll take because I think both of those drivers are going to have more wins this year than William Byron. The last head-to-head matchup that I'll call out for the season wins is one that I just want to throw out there. It's a battle of the Gibbs teammates, Denny Hamlin, who we already talked about with Chase Elliott. He's the favorite against Martin Truex. Now, Truex has some strange odds. I'm not going to go through every single one. He's matched up against a bunch of different guys where he's heavy, heavy favorites. And he's a slight underdog in this matchup. I like Hamlin here. I heard interviews with Martin Truex saying, like, if he doesn't like this new ride, this next-gen car, he's done. Like, he he has no qualms with just hanging him up. And that's a terrible mentality to have going into a new season. So I don't know if his thoughts have changed, but I heard that interview with Claire B. Lang, and I also heard it on the morning drive, Sirius XM Radio, both of them. And uh, and he said it in two different ways. Like, it wasn't a, a recap of the, the previous interview. He was saying, like, hey, I'm old and, and, you know, getting up there, and if I can't figure out this new car quick enough, I, I will hang it up because I'm set financially. I don't need to be racing anymore. And it just rubbed me the wrong way. Like, makes me think, like, wow, you know, what are you so scared of? A lot of these other guys are, like, going out talking about how great it is. Um, he, you know, gave me a, a bad impression there. So to see him such heavily favored, I guess because he had a decent year, four wins, I believe he had last year. Um, which is a lot. I don't know. In this matchup, minus 120 Hamlin, I would take Hamlin over Truex in this just because I feel like Hamlin's going to be the same thing. Talked about your expectations for drivers. You know, are they going to bounce back? Are they going to let down? Or are they going to kind of stay the same? I see Hamlin staying right even keel with where he was last year, um, you know, kind of being a, a dominant force. Now, he didn't win a lot of races, which is a killer. But I think he's going to be a big-time factor and will start to, to rack in the trophies once again like he has done in the past. So Hamlin over Truex in that matchup, that's a heavy lean for me. Very funny matchups to call out. They've got Kyle Larson as big-time underdogs going up against two drivers. <laughs> so they've got odds on Chase and Hamlin together versus Larson. And then they've got Hamlin and Truex versus Larson. So if you know you want to play with some fire there, if you're a huge Kyle Larson fan, you can get some damn good value there. But that's a tough bet. I mean, Chase and Hamlin might be uh, your, your better move there. If you think that... Um, Chase is going to be under 3.5, like I said, and Hamlin's not going to you know, get back to the winning ways this season. Um, maybe you do take Larson at plus 155, but you know, you really have to be loving playing with fire with that bet. But I just thought that was so crazy that they've got one driver versus two. They really do expect Larson to have a big breakout year. So um, there are some more bets out there. So if there's one that I missed that you're in love with, let me know and we can talk about it. Just want to wish them a, a, a merry offseason and a happy Christmas. All right, so the final set of future bets that they have out there right now is team wins over under. And they've put four teams up there right now on the books and listed their odds. So the first one is 2311 Racing. We're going to go through all these um, and thoughts on it. But 2311 Racing, so that's Bubba, Wallace, and Kurt Busch. 1.5 is their number. 
and over is the plus 165 value. So if you're a fan of Kurt Busch or Bubba Wallace and you think that they're due for a big year, then you know the over would be good value there. I don't think that they will be over 1.5. My bet would be under 1.5 for that team, but uh, it's minus 200 for the under. So I'm not touching that. Uh, and it's not good enough value for me to take the over and, you know, just be happy. Like I said about Bubba's win total, like, Hey, you know, if it happens, I want to be kind of part of the party plus one, uh, plus three sixty. That's pretty good value. Plus one sixty five. It's not enough for me to be part of the party there. Um, so 1.5, uh, it's an interesting number. I guess they're thinking that Kurt Bush would be doing the heavy lifting there. And we talked about how Kurt, has not won more than one race in the last five seasons. So um, I'm a fan of Kurt. I, I like how he kind of wheels it. He's definitely a, a guy who can get it done all types of manufacturers. Um, and now, once again, a new team. So, I, I, you know, I could see a world where it happens, but I don't want to mess with that and, and take uh, any of my money and put it down on that one. Next is Hendrick Motorsports. And their number is astronomical, 14.5. Over, under. The over is minus 110, under minus 120. So just about even odds there almost. Um, the under is a slight favorite. And I think that's where I would land with this bet. So even if you've got Chase with three wins and, and Larson with seven you still need five wins. Actually, let's do this. Let's say Chase hits his over. Okay, so he's got four wins. Larson hits his over, seven wins. You still need four more wins between Byron and Bowman. And you really have to believe in those guys to get it done. Now, I know that Larson could easily rip off 10, and that makes it a lot easier. But 14.5 um, races is a lot considering that there are going to be other teams in play with this next-gen car, RCR and uh, JTG Jody with uh, Stenhouse. You've got the Roush Fenway Kozlowski team. So, you know, more teams potentially up front battling, trying to steal some wins from Hendrick in this consideration. So uh, I would lean the under in this one. Just because, you know, you really need Larson to do what he did last year in order to set yourself up for this one. So uh, under 14.5 is where I'm going with that bet. Now, the next two I really like. Joe Gibbs Racing is 8.5. That's their number. The over is minus 120. The under, minus 110. I'm going over 8.5 for Gibbs all day, all night. I think, I, you know, I beat a dead horse with Kyle Busch. I think he's going to bounce back and have a great year. Denny Hamlin, I think he's going to bounce back and get a decent amount of wins. And Truex, if, you know, going against what I said in that head-to-head -head conversation, if he does rip off three wins, even if he does what he did last year, four wins, that's half of your total here for these guys. So give me 8.5. NASCAR tends to have these teams that, you know, the ebbs and the flows, right? couple years ago, Gibbs was just the end-all, be-all. Now it seems to be Hendrick Motorsports. But uh, with the changes that are happening in the sport, 
with the car and the aerodynamics and everything like that, it's going to be, you know, potentially who's going to be the, the team to kind of figure it out first. And I just think with the talent that Gibbs have, we're not even talking about Christopher Bell, who, you know, could easily snag a win or two. Um, so, you know, if you get two wins from Bell, then you're only looking at uh, 6.5 from the other three. I mean, that to me is a, a bet that is definitely worth worth taking at minus 120. So I'm going over 8.5 for the Gibbs camp this season in 2022. Now, the last team that they have available is Stuart Haas Racing. Their number is 2.5. And I was telling you earlier, we're going to hold off on the Harvick conversation until right now. Because if you are someone who is a fan of Kevin Harvick, do not take Harvick's win total. Okay, because Harvick's win total by himself is 1.5. And to take the over would be minus 140. If you want value, it's right here. Stuart Haas's number is 2.5. The over 2.5 is plus 120. So if you love Harvick and you think he's due for a bounce back season, this is the bet that you take. 2.5 over plus 120. Because I personally think that Harvick is going to have three wins by himself this year. Okay? But if he doesn't, the other three guys, they, you would think, are going to be helped out by this next-gen car. Cole Custer is not a moron. Okay? He was very good in Xfinity. Very good in his time in the trucks. Um, And you look at Chase Briscoe. He is definitely a factor. We talked about how Chase is no longer the guy, you know, the the only guy at road courses. Chase Briscoe with a year under his belt. Um, He's definitely someone that could steal a win. All you need in this bet. This is, to me, a a fun bet, okay? Because if any of these guys are in contention in a single race, like, you're not going to bet on Chase Briscoe, most likely, to win a race or Cole Custer to win a race every single week. But you place this bet, and if somebody like that off the beaten trail does win a race, well, boom, you're cashing in a a different way, right? Because it's just a tally in this one. You only need three wins, and Harvick could easily do that by himself. But if this team bounces back, you look at Amarola retiring. He's going to want to go out with a win. He only has a couple, uh, but he did it last year. So new crew chief, you know, with a swan, swan song type of thing, hey, 2.5, 2.5, I know that they were shit last year, and I get that. But this these season bets, like I said, with the college football stuff, did really well this year. It makes it so much more fun when you have these types of teams that you're betting on because they would be shocking everyone if they do it, but then you're sitting there going, well, look at my ticket that I got right here. So I'm going over 2.5 with Stuart House Racing and led by Kevin Harvick. So like I said, don't take Harvick's. Minus 140 for the 1.5. Get your value here and uh, buck up a little bit and think that he can do it uh, a couple more times. So that is going to wrap up the futures section of the 2022 season preview. You serious, Clark? All right, so to wrap things up for this episode, getting ready for the new season, I just wanted to throw it out there. If you're someone who listens to this podcast, I really appreciate you. And uh, let me know 
if you have any things that you want to hear about this season, and also if there's anybody that you'd want me to kind of reach out to, somebody that you follow on social media, somebody that you'd want me to reach out to to see if maybe we can coerce them to come on. We've got our uh, fan favorites already kind of lined up. Um, coming back, we've got Derek joining us uh, at Picks by Blaze, joining us for the Daytona episode, that's for sure. We've got Chris, who joined us last year. He's actually uh, started his own podcast called the Flag Hunting Podcast. Uh, he'll be back early in the season as well. We'll try to see if we can get Phil and Steve from the at Speedway Steve 2 account on Twitter. Those guys are great. I'm going to reach out to RJ Starcevic, like I mentioned him earlier. But if there's anybody else that you know, you think would be uh, a good person to hear from this season in the NASCAR world, let me know and I'll do my efforts to, you know, reach out and try to see if I could um, get them to come on to talk gambling on the sport at some point this year. We, there are going to be some guys that we just can't get. I actually got a really nice message back from Chris Myers from Fox Sports. I absolutely love that dude. Uh, he hosts the the in-studio stuff for NASCAR. He does uh, NFL football for Fox. And I asked him if he would come on. And uh, he actually told me that he looked into it. And uh, Fox has to approve all interviews that he does. So while he uh, wishes us luck on this little podcast, uh, you know, he will not be able to join. But so you're going to run into that type of stuff. I appreciated him getting back to us. Uh, so I just want to throw it out there because if you're a listener, uh, want to do right by you and see if we can get some different voices on throughout this year, as well as some of our friends that we've uh, had many times in the past. So throwing that out there, want to make this the best season yet, starting our fourth NASCAR season for this podcast. So that's it. I hope everyone gets their future bets in. Like I said, early, take advantage of some of these free bets that a lot of these sports books are putting out there right now for the football playoffs. I've been racking them all in, throwing them down on um, various Daytona bets and future bets. So, um, you know, hopefully you can do the same as well. So that's going to do it for the season preview episode of the 2022 NASCAR season. The clash is going to be here before you know it, February 6th. We'll see what that's all about. And then... After that, it's the Speed Weeks countdown, and the Daytona 500 will be here before you even know it. So we'll have an episode out for that week for sure. So have a good rest of your offseason, and we will see you for Daytona. Go. Hell no place to go.